Welcome to the return slot of horror. A podcast set in the basement of a video store much like the one from your youth. A place where Mickey, Marika, and Michelangelo hang out after hours, talk about horror films, and can't seem to agree on much other than their love for the genre. So grab a drink, be careful on the stairs, and don't be the last one left in the basement at the end of the night. <laughs> Welcome, listener, to the return slot. Molly, do it. Molly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless start. Of, of horror. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't ready. Well, I thought you'd sound like the intro. That was, cool. that was good. I thought you'd sound no, like the was, intro. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That was great. I don't. We keep all this. We keep. You were perfect, Molly. Um, this is a podcast recorded in the basement of a video store after hours, when the doors are locked, the VHSs are rewound, and the moon is glowing pale blue on a brisk and breezy night. We like to hang out in the basement, crack open a drink, and discuss our beloved genre horror. Every episode, we invite you to join us for a drink in the basement as we discuss a film selected from one of our painstakingly curated subsections of the video store. Now, for those of you not lucky enough to have grown up with a mom and pop video store, Mickey, can you kind of explain what I'm talking about? Well, if you didn't have your local mom and pop video store, let me tell you a little bit about them. They were these independently owned and operated rental houses where you could go in, you could search through all the curated sections, pick out a movie. If you were like myself and probably Michelangelo, you were going to pick out a handful of movies and you're going to like indulge the whole week in watching them over and over and over again. Um, what we loved about these stores was that it was a way to discover new films. It was a way to meet uh, the the workers at the store that were curated curating these things and they could if they were good they could give you hints on what, what the cool stuff to find is you know based on your interests and likes so we've kind of done the same thing here the return slot is essentially that we are going to take you on a journey through our curated sections of our video store um through this podcast so welcome and this week we find ourselves in the punky bruiser bloodbath section of the video store now Mickey. Are we film critics? Absolutely not. Are we film historians? Debatable. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> Custodians, maybe? Film, film Arc- a- amateur <laughs> archivists? Uh, Arc- archivists? Archivists. Someone who archives things okay. is an archivist. I thought it was like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, philanthrop- uh, not, no, I almost said philanthropists. We're philanthropists yeah, we're, we're as well. We do, we do well. Yeah. We do well we do. in the business. We can, we reach out to the community and help. Um, yeah. We're, but really we're just humble video store clerks. So humble. Shining a light on our humble, uh, shining a light on our love, thoughts, experiences, and feelings of these films and how they have affected our lives. Now, I got to tell you, it is a party in the basement tonight. Not only is this our 4th of July episode and the conclusion of the Punky Bruiser Blood Black Blood. (laughs) It's hard to say. Easy for you to say. Say it. You say it. One of our guests, who I will name soon. No, I don't know how to say it. You say it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, 
so not only is this our fourth of july episode and the conclusion of our punky bruiser bloodbath section uh it's also our season two finale but but we have not only one special guest but two special guests this evening i am surrounded by most of my favorite people in the world talented witty hilarious beautiful humans who have come to the basement tonight to hang out have a drink and talk about horror fooms fooms <laughs> But I'm going to start the drum roll again. I'm going to start the drum roll again. All right. So drum roll as you queue up introducing these people. We got the voice of the podcast. Molly, who's been on the podcast before. Welcome, Molly. Thanks for being back. Hello. Also, from our... uh, Bruiser episode, all the way from Wisconsin, a Chris, my BFF. I just, I just, I didn't leave last time. Oh, so <laughs> I kept <laughs> that's in the my basement. sleeping bag. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when we're doing Code Red or whatever that Mountain Dew is, and we're drinking, <laughs> yeah, grain yeah, alcohol. Like, you're not going anywhere, buddy. <laughs> you got to crash. So warning to the listener tonight is probably going to be a bit chaotic this is the first time we've had uh four people uh doing this um uh, i'm very excited i'm very happy and like i said this is our season two finale we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back probably in august uh with a strong lead up to halloween um now before we get to tonight's film i would absolutely love what are we all drinking tonight? Where where's a good place to should we start with start our with guests? guests? Always, yeah, yeah. Um, Molly, oh, what do you man, I was hoping you, I was hoping you were going to start with me. Mine is a non-alcoholic drink today, tonight, um, by the name of Liquid Death. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Ooh, thought very fitting for the film. Is it is it uh, flat or sparkling? Flat. Ooh. Flat. Mm-hmm. You're not messing around. You're getting hydrated. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Murder, murdering my thirst. Murdering. They don't sponsor us, us, but we're open to it. Just putting that out there. I was waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're always open to any money whatsoever. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Love it. We're going to start at OnlyFans. I'm going to start at OnlyFans down here in the basement. I was going to say, that's kind of where I thought that was going. <laughs> Is is an OnlyFans like strictly pornography, or can an OnlyFans be no, like non pornography? Chris, he said that with such authority. <laughs> Probably where you make the most I have, money. I have, I have gone through all of the all OnlyFans, and I have them cataloged, porn and non porn. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, Chris, what do you what are you having this evening? What are you drinking? Uh, in honor of the film, uh, I am drinking a play on Don the Beachcomber's classic tiki drink from 1930-something, uh, The Zombie. Oh, man. Nice. Nice. Uh, Mickey, what do you have? I am having one of my all-time like favorite crushable summer beers, because it's it's 4th of July. We're crushing some brews. I'm drinking a Ballast Point Sculpin IPA. All right. And Michelangelo. I just took a bunch of stuff from the fridge and mixed it together and put okay. it in, okay. um, in hey. this mm. large glass jar. And we'll see cool. what happens. 
Oh, it's a little, hmm. maybe it's a little bit of code red, maybe some beer, some uh, <laughs> a little uh, Everclear, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. green alcohol, <laughs> a little, yeah, everything, a little spice cake. Yeah. Like you know, it's it's a mix. Yeah. It's like whatever, man. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. A couple poppers. A couple poppers. <laughs> yeah. I'm really gonna relax my anus tonight. Please, Chris. We, we Chris is spending the night. Over. You gotta really relax that anus. <laughs> mom, mom, and dad, uh, Mickey and Molly, they got a party to get to uh, soon, so uh, we're gonna have a little we sleepover. Have a party. Yeah, we're very popular. You're very social people. Yeah, I respect. Like they're always doing something. Very popular. Very popular. I, I'm, I'm I'm amazed that I booked you guys. <laughs> I know, evening. me too. No, it, I I do want to say this. I, I just, just want to make it very. I want to put this out for for our listeners to get Molly and I on the podcast. It is like it really is in some ways like moving mountains because we have we have children, we have a business we run together, we have the store, we have Michelangelo. So we just we're taking care of a lot of things all at once. Your personal <laughs> careers, personal careers. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, so it really is like, like even tonight, I was like, we're, we're I, like, before I could get to the basement, I was like trying to rush one kid off to drop him off and then rush back to get, you know, down here to talk with you guys. Yeah. So guess, so, so you're welcome, everybody. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. and, and yeah. Listener, you're welcome. Yeah. So listeners <laughs> enjoy this. Soak this in. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> enjoy <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> you better. Embrace it. <laughs> um, tonight, we are talking about Dan O'Brien's 1985 directorial debut, The Return mm. of the Living Dead, a page one rewrite of Jack Russo's non-Romero collaboration, uh, released the same year as George Romero's Day of the Dead. Return is a zany, slapstick, nihilistic punk horror movie of the highest caliber. Now, I got to tell you, I got to warn you, listener, the events betrayed in this podcast are all true. <laughs> Our names are real names of real video store clerks and customers and real video store locations. Mm. That said, why? Why? I don't know who picked this. I, who picked this? Why Why are we talking about the return of... I mean, we all know, if you've been listening, that Chris pitched the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the punk horror section. Um uh did anyone did any like was this just uh this was obviously on the list or did, did a specific person i, I think it was just one? like it, it it was it wasn't obvious but it was definitely like probably you initiated it and you know i blessed off on it because it just made sense so and it was fourth of july we, we it was all perfect it is the return of the living dead on the return slot of horror true that that's well that's there you go. yeah figured that's why is mm, that yeah why? that's probably that's it that's that's, that's it that's, that's, that's it exactly why. that's the yeah. most that's of the why that's that. i mean it is a, a horror podcast and i think eventually you have to do return of the living dead i mean really oh of course yes yes um so okay i, I want to get we're gonna briefly get through um history and relationship to the to the film uh chris would would you start us out uh history and relationship to the film uh yeah i like uh was totally introduced to this by joe bob briggs mm-hmm. via Monster oh! Vision, as was yeah. true for a handful of horror films uh saw this for the first time probably like i don't know what would that have been late, late 90s maybe uh but saw it and immediately fell in love with it and watched it several times 
every time I feel like I see mm-hmm. it, I catch something new, uh, even on this watch. So, yeah. All right, uh, Molly. Uh, I have n- I have no relationship to this movie actually, and this is the first time I've watched it. Oh, um, yeah. well, first impression. Except, except for I I uh, have a connection to Pittsburgh, and so does this. So, a loose. <laughs> A very, I'm very loose connection. Well, we can get into that. We'll get it. Mickey, okay. We're going to get into that connection. Okay. We're, gonna, okay. we're going okay. to get there. I promise. Um, uh, but like your first impressions, did you enjoy it? Did you find it humorous? Do you, uh, you know? I definitely think it's, um, it's, it's a good film to watch with a group of people that you don't mind people talking through and just one of those fun watches, you know, just mm-hmm. like a crew of people. Laughing at the some of the things and yeah, yeah, that was fun. It's a fun watch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mickey, I'm not. I'm not. I can't name dates, but I know that this is when my brothers watched. Right. Ah, um, yes. And, the older brothers. Yep, and and I'm pretty sure this might have been my first ever experience of seeing the 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 female anatomy <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's and it's fully declothed hey not a bad one really? to start with yeah, yeah that's a good one that's yeah. a good way to start so uh so uh and that was like hiding in between like, <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys had this but when i was growing up my parents had their own chairs like there was a mom chair and a dad chair you know uh-huh. and they had their own client like their own like reclining chair and they were like side by side and they faced they the still TV. have that they still do, yeah. I know. <laughs> but I would, I would sneak in and like get in between mom and dad's chairs and look and watch movies while Jeff and Chad were watching it. And I know my parents were not stamping the approval on this film, so this is definitely a Jeff pop it in the VHS when mom yeah. and dad are like away doing something. And he's a lot of years older, around. so yeah, he that is. makes sense. So this is like a Jeff, you know, special. My older brother that joined the cult. Um, so I would <laughs> go back and listen to previous episodes to find about to find out about Jeff and the cult. <laughs> so I so that's what I would I that, so that's my earliest memory of Returning Dead. But I didn't wasn't really aware of the film uh, till like probably my teenage years, and then I, I actually gave it a full watch and actually like saw what this movie was, and then um, I can kind of stop there and then. Later, we can talk about Lene quickly. Okay. Um, all I've heard about. All. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Okay. She looms large. It was my. It was my first. It was my first impression, Molly, as a At little boy. At least six times a day since we watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but what's funny about it is that it's not just me like mentioning like it's me justifying how uh, we'll get it. We'll mm-hmm. get to this. Let's, let's wait. Okay. This. It's yeah. funny. It's yeah. I, it sounds like it's really mm-hmm. funny to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. I'm nonstop laughing on the inside. <laughs> um Michelangelo, uh, so, your experience. So uh, I, I like I think the first time I saw this, I was older. Um, as previously stated, I uh was not a huge horror fan. I was too scared as a kid, and this movie looked very scary to me. And I think the first time I finally saw I was always aware of it, but the first time I finally saw it it's in its entirety, I think was like about 10 years ago, which is which is crazy, right? Because then somebody said, hey, have you seen those boobs in that vag in that movie? And you were like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Uh, 
I was really into Tim Allen. I was like, <laughs> um, uh, and uh, this like um, uh, upon that first viewing, this quickly became a favorite of mine. It's uh, for me, it's quickly. a quickly. Quigley. Quigley. It, Quigley. Renea Quigley became. Uh, it's a very nice. Uh, it is a rich menagerie of low tech special effects, masterfully mm-hmm. executed, excited, fresh, unbittered performances from new act- actors mixed with seasoned professionals, and very much the embodiment of punk. Despite its thrilling fun, uh, and despite the fact that it's thrilling and fun and silly, it's also extremely bleak and, and uh, anarchic and anti-authority. It's fast-paced, hard, hard-edged, and very DIY. Possibly making this the most punk horror movie we've talked about so far. We'll get into that later, maybe. Uh, ahead of its time, with the meta references to the zombie world, running zombies, and originating the concept of zombies specifically wanting to eat brains i mean how often does a movie subvert your expectations as much as it does with this assuming you saw it many years ago um that's something to consider with with uh uh, somebody like uh molly who's seen this for the first time you're seeing it probably after absorbing all of the stuff Mm. that this inspired you know Mm-hmm. Brains. Yeah. <laughs> there, 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 there is a duality to that, though. There, there is a duality. I, I found myself uh, watching this and being like, the I, I, that there is, I love subversion, right? Something doesn't grow unless you subvert, you know, all the expectations that someone has for something. That's how, that's how a, a, a genre, a, a franchise, that's how they grow. But there is something that, that, irks me and itches at me when when they talk when, when who talks the zombies the zombies, yeah, the zombies. it does oh, yeah. you, you don't, you don't like the intelligent talk. zombie i i that's mm-hmm. the thing it's like i think that i don't know if it's like i can't get past my purest like nature of like the zombie or what it is but i i, I really weird. like this it movie but it kind of bothers me well can you do you Bring appreciate police? That's that's what bothers me. <laughs> Bring well, can you... more, send more EMTs, or I don't First, know what they call them. They're all heroes. <laughs> if, if I can have consciousness, and even though there is a pain, and I have to feed it through eating brains, if I have consciousness and I can talk, becoming a zombie doesn't feel as as, as like worrisome to me. Oh, this is definitely more worrisome. Yeah. yeah, because there's ways you could take like the cadaver. You could have just eaten his brain. You know? What do you mean? Eat brains of eat brains of people that are already dead. Like in but, you but know, then they would, fresh brains. It would be fresh brains. They say fresh brains. It has to be fresh, fresh brains. brains. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's fresh just brains. I mean, so picky. They say it. They say <laughs> fresh brains. Well, they say it multiple times. Chris, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, well, I was just going to say real quick, like, though, too, like, this is also one of those, like, logic trains, right? Of like, okay, so if they're eating brains to relieve the pain of being dead, then how is it that they're working together so smoothly and not having any inner zombie fighting over the don't, brains? Don't, don't, don't think about it. Don't think about it too much. Oh, don't yeah, think about true, it too much. True. Don't, don't yeah. think about it too much. They, 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 this is what I'm talking about. They're, they're an involved species. They're very, they, they know how to work as a community. Opportunity missed. 
should have been a massive zombie fight. It would have been great. They know mm-hmm. how to how to how to function as a society together. <laughs> yeah. They're they're more involved than we are. It is not a scary thing to become a zombie in this film. It is it is almost a heightened level of yourself. Okay, I'm bullshitting a little bit there. I'm bullshitting a little bit there. I yeah. think it's a very I I think it's a very scary thing. You're constantly in pain and you need more brains. This is this is like this is a very but, but I think that, that that therein lies therein lies the the, the thing, Michelangelo, because I mean I think that in your opinion, living with pain is more daunting than living in a world of non of no, of like not really having a consciousness. Whereas I'm saying I'd rather be in pain than to have no consciousness of what I'm doing or what is happening to be completely like void of. Soul. Are you so you're saying you want to be a Dan O'Bannon uh, zombie, not a Romero zombie? If I had to choose which zombie I would. Yes, yes. Oh, so you're choosing a painful existence. Yeah, See, yeah no. I think no. I think if I'm going to be a zombie, I don't want to know. Yeah, right. You just want to be. I just you're gone. No. You're dead. Yeah, maybe maybe that stuff know. is happening up there. Maybe, maybe you know. Uh, uh, eventually, Romero brings uh, some sort of like evolution into the zombie world. But like, I do appreciate like the originality of doing something different with the with the with the uh zombie genre now i did talk i, I want to real quick i want to talk about russo um so he writes a script you, you know uh romero mm-hmm. and russo they have their uh legal battle which i would love to have i would love like transcripts mm-hmm. of <laughs> all of this stuff <laughs> but yeah. uh essentially russo gets to the rights to the living dead and romero gets rights to of the dead now you 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 can be you the the their work speaks for themselves you know romero went on to do the things he did and russo has gone on to do the things that he did and um (laughs) um, yeah not a santa uh, claus fan no no not really um (laughs) no offense and uh, this is like I said in the the intro. This is a page one rewrite, which basically means the studio bought the name mm-hmm. for this and the concept and did a complete rewrite, which is interesting considering Dan O'Bannon's history with Alien, uh, which I don't want to get into. But look into like the history of like who claims what for Alien. It's 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 a rocky road. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Google it. I thought Google you it. said piglet. I thought you said piglet. I'm like, what does that mean? Google it. <laughs> um, does anybody have anything to add well, to Russ that? Russ Streiner's credited as a writer as well. Yeah. And, and Russ that's, Streiner, for those yeah, who don't know, the, in the Night of the Living Dead, is um, he was he was in Night of the Living Dead, and he was also the original crew with uh, Romero that helped make that film. Yeah, and, and then is the, uh, is the is the Pittsburgh connection? There's the Pittsburgh connection. Yes, yes. Even though this is this is very much, in my opinion, a California film. No, oh, no, this is a hundred percent Louisville. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Louisville. Do you not think that yeah, that looked Louisville? Up? You can see it on the map because even when they show that map, I was like, oh, is that <laughs> this showing? Was shot Pittsburgh? in Louisville. It's obvious. But it was a little south. <laughs> You've not spent enough time in Louisville. Michelangelo. <laughs> <It's low>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There are palm trees in Louisville. Totally. <laughs> this is just like uh, Wait, Teen Wolf for Teen Wolf episode. Sure there were. And also, like, the, I, like we'll, we'll, yeah, convertibles. And, yeah. 
I don't know. Was I mean, Chris? Do you know? Was this like? I'm sorry. I, I, like there was so much to right. do. I had to prepare for the party with the decorations that you all see, uh, which is um, dirty socks. Yeah. I was gonna um, say there's like two banners. Smells that are dirty. Oh. Uh, those are Dano banners, yeah. by the yeah. way. Oh, um, <laughs> that's a real Dano bummer, if you ask me. Was was this shot on location in Louisville? I don't think no, it was. Was it? Not at all. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was downtown. Downtown. There we go. <laughs> there are baseball bats everywhere. Um, <clears throat> Chris, do you have anything to add to the uh, Russo Romero split? Uh, I would like to read the. Have anyone ever read Russo's book? that like i is have the screen, his screenplay yeah i haven't either i like to give it a read that's I bet his screen his screenplay to this or like the screenplay to something. his original screenplay to return of the living dead was a book that came out like 81 i want to say like 82 like he, oh, he optioned okay. into a book too mm. so it's out there but his career I mean, has if... been a, a dead flop I mean, have you, has anyone seen the that anniversary edition he released of Night of the Living Dead <laughs> with all yes. of the extra scenes that were shot to be looped into the film? Mickey, did you ever see this version? I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I think those scenes speak yeah. for themselves and we'll leave it at that. That's kind. Well, you know, we try we try to be positive on on the podcast and we try to love things um, hard. To love everything. Love, love them like though. I love brains. Brains. Um, uh, and before before we dive into this movie, I do want to acknowledge and honor the Friday Thirteenth connections. Mickey, Mickey gets Mickey. Mickey and I have a, a special place in our heart for the Friday Thirteenth films. Uh, um, uh, this kind of started it all. And uh, Mickey, you you saw all the uh, connect, like the three that I know. You mean of. the acting connections? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Miguel A. Nunez. Yes. Thomas yes. Matthews, mm-hmm. Freddie. Who's the third? And um, uh, uh, Miguel. There was a there was a third one. Hold on, I'm looking at the cast list here. Uh, there was a third Ryan one. Peck? Fuck. Oh, oh, uh, Mark uh, Venturi uh, as, as okay, suicide. suicide, suicide. He is the red herring killer in is that part five, I believe, where uh, it's the Scooby Doo really? Friday the Thirteenth. Spoiler uh-huh. alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert spoiler, for Friday spoiler, the Thirteenth. Spoiler. spoiler alert for a thirty-plus-year-old film. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. Mm-hmm. That welcome. is a controversial movie. We'll do at some point. Um. Yes. So. But but also just so you guys know, Lene Quigley was in Nightmare on Elm Street. Just putting that out there. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Oh, is she is she no. nude? Actually, she's is not. You know what? She's not. Is she close? Because if so, no, she, I'm she, not she's not it. nude, and she's very hard to spot. Well, let's Ugh, let's get into mind. this. Let's get into Linnea Quigley here. I think is that a good place to start, everybody? <laughs> everybody, is it? <laughs> I mean, I started there like days ago, but go ahead. <laughs> Mickey. So did you guys ever have USA and did you watch late night USA? Uh yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the boys, all the boys go, oh yes, yeah, silk stockings. What is late night much. USA? <laughs> like the USA network. <laughs> Proving the point. <laughs> yes, Molly. Yes. Yes. Late night USA. So, the USA network has late night USA. Oh yes. Yes. When we were when what? we were Never probably middle school and in high school. USA around 9 p.m. they would play silk stockings and they'd run into these movies 
that had been censored and like cut up, but that were like skin flicks that you could watch. And it was kind of like Cinemax, but like uh, mm -hmm. it's like with the tears, with the, with the tears. Like this is right mm -hmm. below Skinamax, right? Would you guys agree with that? It's not. Yeah, it's not exactly Skinamax. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, when 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 you're an adolescent boy in the '90s going through puberty, like you take whatever you, we, we've talked about this before, Mickey, finding pornography in the woods, and <laughs> um uh 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 like you know. It's like the TV guide yeah, is all I had. There's the swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated. Men are very like, visual, obviously. It's like brains. It's like your brains. <laughs> That's it. Really uh, is pain. teenage boys. The pain. <laughs> brain. <laughs> it is so much. I need the release. <laughs> so yes. So but but so late night USA, which is a thing that uh, men, men of a certain age all understand. Boys. Yeah, boys. Well, now men of a certain now, age, yeah, but yeah. we were boys. Yes, we were all boys. They they would play um, these these movies, and one of them I remember uh, quite well was Vice Academy, and I also like there were a bunch of. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but Vice Academy, Vice Academy two, three, and four. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, all these movies had multiple sequels, but, but it's but it's but it had a a Lene Quigley in it, and it wasn't until later that i connected all the dots and i realized who this person was that had been in multiple films that i've seen pretty regularly being the topless girl i was gonna say did you how'd you recognize her um face or boobs that's the thing as i got older the more i started to connect the dots um hmm. from face to boob yeah i stopped looking <laughs> at her boobs and I started looking into her eyes molly <laughs> How do you recognize your wife? <laughs> boobs. Just boobs. Got it. Face their so, boobs. But, but, but so anyway, so a couple years ago, I, it, maybe it wasn't not last year, I watched this documentary series um, called uh, um, Eternal Darkness. Have you, have you heard of this? It's, it, it's a docuseries no. where they literally no. go through every 80s horror film. I think you're thinking Into Into Darkness. darkness. I'm sorry. Yeah, into Darkness. There's like... Yeah, there's Into Darkness one, two, and three, and they're really good. It's re I really I, I recommend it to people who really want to like touch base and like check in on some like really obscure eighties horror films. But um, but they brought Lene Quigley in to talk, and uh, it brought back all these like things like oh my god, I remember her. Yeah, I remember so many movies. I could almost name the. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mickey. In search, in of, search darkness of darkness, is, one, two, uh, and three. The name of the documentary series. Yes. Oh my God, you guys! If you're gonna talk about it, get it right. I didn't know it was yeah. coming up. Uh, my now. point is this, and, oh and, and I'm, I'm gonna try to keep this short because we got we got a lot of people on, and I don't want to maximize too much. You're doing a great job. But Lene Quigley in the interview talks about how people people would um, kind of shame her a little bit, of course, for just being. Topless yeah. in a bunch of horror films, right? But the but listening to her talk about it was like one of the most refreshing things I've ever heard about. Like, and I'm being serious. It was like about being body positive. She was like, I like the way I looked. I knew what films we were making. She said that we got to get people in the seats. People weren't offering me the Meryl Streep roles. I had a fun time. I knew the bad guys not to work with and the good guys you could work with. And so that's what I did. She said, I remember being on sets, even with other actresses that would give her a hard time being the topless girl. And then they would go on to not get any work in Hollywood and end up doing porn. And she was like, I'm sure the girls gave her a harder time than the boys. Yeah. Did. Yeah. 
for sure. But, but, she, but she was just saying, it's like, it's like, I'm really happy with the work that I did. And she's like, and I'm really, you know, she was like, I thought I looked, made that money. Well, and she said, I thought I looked beautiful. And I, you know, it's like, I, I had fun. And so I was just such a, like, and she's very centered and like down to earth. And I was just really impressed with Lene Quigley, the, the, you know, who she is. And she's had a prolific career. She's in so many, oh, yeah. like, of these, like, really, one of the really classics. fun. Yeah, one it's just fun to watch. Uh, she is, uh, um, I think her performance in this is uh, uh, super underrated. We, we, we t- Chris, we talked about this a little bit in the Bruiser episode of, like, playing these types of characters and how you have to be uh, very talented in order to do them. And I think she gives uh, underrated, brilliant performance to, like it's like of course yes there's the 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 nudity aspect of it that like you know worms your way into your brain when you're a little boy but it's like mm-hmm. uh, she pulls off sexy she pulls off mm-hmm. like like she's so like her attitude throughout the entire film is so phony in the best way possible for her character mm-hmm. she thinks you know, it's like, be careful what you wish for. She's like, I want to be torn apart by old men and just be, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, uh, but I, like, I that's, that's that what part. makes it so perfect. So it's dumb. like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I got to disagree about the yeah. performance being amazing. Okay. We got to, we got to divide here. We got to divide. We got to divide. Nate Quigley is brilliant. However, that's okay. Uh, that's a, okay. To each their own. To each, um, their, to each their own. Yeah. With with, with, with what she's given. Let me, well, let me. Is it her performance or is it what she's been given to do? I think is. I think it's probably a combination. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I would agree. This whole movie is over the top. It's a zany slapstick. It's kind I of know, well. but that's what I'm saying. But like, but if you have an over the, t- I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know that I can look at any performance from like a slapsticky kind of thing and be like, oh yeah, it's amazing. Except Miguel I did Nunes. like um, what's his face? What's his name, Mickey? He's brilliant. Oh, he's good. No, no. Um, you mean Freddie? Ernie. Uh, Ernie. Freddie. Don Ernie. Ernie. Yeah. Awesome. Ernie was. Great. So you like Nazis? Is that what you're saying? You don't like beautiful women dancing naked. You like Nazis? Is that what I'm hearing on the pod? Hot take. Hot take. After this, I'm making Molly sit down and watch Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. I'm telling you, you're gonna (laughs) like. So Mickey was on his phone and he looked. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, you should get your wife to do the workout video she made. uh, You know. I know. I sent it to her. Have you, I sent it to her. I saw a little bit of it. Yeah, which actually is pretty genius. genius. It's very smart. Yeah. It's yeah. really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Natural transition to uh, the Nazi references in this. Did did anyone pick up on like uh, I'm very curious. Uh, well, OK, Chris, yes. definitely. Molly, did you pick up on any of the Nazi references? No. <laughs> like, Chris, no, this seems like <laughs> so up your wheelhouse. Will you please like give some uh, shit, some light <laughs> on the Nazi stuff? Well, so it's weird because. One, why? Yeah, you know why? I mean? Like, there's no, it's all just kind of like, why was it done? I have no idea, but pretty much it's uh, three. Oh, it's, more, it's more it's, than three. Uh, it's more than Ernie, three, but go ahead. The, I only know three. So, Ernie has the pistol mm-hmm. that he has. That's a Luger. Yep. So, yep. that's like a, yeah, World okay, War yeah, II I would era have German no soldier. No idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, in the wall next to the 
door leaving the uh what room is that the uh the, um the um, um does his work the in. embalming room wait uh embalming room thank you there's a uh mm-hmm. framed picture of ava braun oh okay and and then the way he wears his jacket whenever he runs outside yes. is like how SS soldiers would wear their jackets just covering their shoulders, but not with their arms inside of it. Yeah. That's the three there's, I know. Oh there's there's gosh, a few more. The, so the ones that you're missing. I would, I would never. All the have music. Yeah, the yes. music he's Any listening to on his Walkman. There is he at one point. Uh, he he says in German that it's coming down outside like uh, drunken sh- soldiers, and he says that in German. Um, and uh, there is the crematorium. Uh, it, it was designed to look like the. Um, um, my mind just went blank. The uh, uh, the concentration camps were. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that's. No, I think that was apparently. I think that was apparently. How do you even? I know listen that? to how commentaries. That? That's what I. That's what I do. Um, I didn't. To be fair, Molly, Molly, I didn't notice any of this shit when I saw it the first time. I what I did notice is how much Ernie. Oh, I yeah. love that character and like all the little details of who he is. Like I loved. Uh, he was so quirky. Once, so quirky. He's, I thought he was I mean, actually uh, really great. For those great. of you who have seen Weekend at Bernie's, he's in Weekend at Bernie's. He's he is a brilliant yeah. character actor. He's wonderful <laughs> in this film. I love him in this movie. But is he a Nazi in hiding? And once you're once once you know these things. It's very hard not to see them. Oh, is that his like his paranoid kind of well, like his paranoid making... quirkiness a little bit? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I meant Chris. Sorry. Oh, Jesus. Oh no. Oh no. I mixed you guys up. It's like it's like it's like I said. The... Brains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even taking your trioxin. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, I mean he wouldn't have been old enough to be a literal Nazi. Like he could have been like, you know what I mean? Like he mm. wouldn't have been like a Nazi who came to the United States. who was hiding. Now he could have been like a boy that maybe went to like Nazi summer. Like a Dennis Reynolds, like a Dennis and Dean Reynolds situation. Uh, always <laughs> yes, sunny reference. Absolutely. But no, but like mm-hmm. that's kind of, if that's kind of what you're saying. But he wouldn't have been like a straight up like he, he wouldn't have been old enough to be a German. It doesn't soldier. say what year this takes place in necessarily. But also too, John, so there is that. But it but it is very much. Yeah, it does. does it? I don't think right? it's. It does it's say. 80s. Okay, it is very, very 80s. 80s it seems on the on the date I mean, lines. Yeah, like the. Yeah, it does. His, you're right. His, you're right. I I believe it says 1984. You're right. You're right. Well, and also too, I mean Don Don Khalifa is that his name, right? I mean, he had like long black hair, and they had him cut it short and bleach blonded, which is interesting. Another yeah. weird, Nazi but also kind of a punk thing, well. right? A little bit, and also, you, yeah, you sure. don't have punks without Nazis, right? They're always fucking mixing it in there. We talked about that on the Bruiser episode. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. I, if we're gonna play this game, I'm I'm gonna jump in and say that that I'm gonna throw out a fan prediction here. Um. I think that he's probably the son of or the nephew mm-hmm. of. And I think that probably he inherited that uh, crematorium or that, that morgue or whatever we call that place. He inherited it from his his father or uncle who was a, a Nazi uh, scientist who did burn people alive. Hence the job mm-hmm. that he has. 
Mickey, have you been reading my Return of the Living Dead fan fiction? <laughs> yeah. uh, not plugging it at all, but guys, if you like that story, there's more like where that came from. Most of it's Linnea quickly sex stories. But yeah. that, that one. Yeah. Is, yeah. That's why I've been reading it. Speaking of brilliant performances, uh, uh, Miguel A. Nunez is so fucking good in Bring this. In. And uh, for those Night of the Living Dead fans, there seems to have been a possible abandoned subplot mm-hmm. where uh, they kind of got some uh, Ben uh, uh, stuff from Night of Living Dead mm-hmm. where he doesn't want to go in the attic. The attic, you know? Uh, um, yep. uh, mm-hmm. I thought his performance was uh, honest and brilliant and grounded. Uh, he was hilarious. And, like, uh, I would have loved to have seen him have a bigger career where he had uh, opportunities for uh more leading roles uh because uh, he's so f- he's so i he's always well whenever i see him in a movie he's always like a welcome guest um yeah he, he he's he yeah he's, he's joanna man how much more can you ask <laughs> that that's kind of my point <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, I love him in this movie. I think he is uh, handsome and talented, and uh, like, like I, I, I could have seen I like he could play Hamlet, you know, like, yeah, yeah. He, he strikes me as That'd like cool. an Anthony Mackie type character. Um, I like him mo- way guy. more than Anthony play. Mackie. But let's not get it that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I, I know, I hear you there. But I'm just saying, it's like. Had the roles been yeah. available, a time period, then, right? That's the kind of trajectory I can yeah. see that's for what, him. Like that's what I said, he should have been. Yeah. He should have been born later. Yeah, because he has that like that like nice guy, but leading man, but with some intensity. It's like he's just he's really good. And then uh, if we're just mentioning uh, performances, I, I also want to touch on Tom Matthews. Oh performance yeah, as Fred Tommy, yes. Tommy from Great. Friday the Thirteenth. he's so good. <laughs> He has to oh, do yeah. so much in that film too. Yeah, and uh, oh, uh, James Karen, uh, Frank. Oh, he's mm-hmm. so corny and oh, hammy Frank, and I'm fun. Sorry. Oh God, Frank! All he does is yell the whole time well, and freak out and Mickey, flail I can, about. But, but when he but when he's about to call the boss, when he's about to call the boss, yeah, yeah, he does yeah. like a great character turn. <laughs> he goes, he calls himself together. Oh, yeah. he, he ends, ends, himself together. He ends up being. <laughs> If we could have stayed in that, for he a ends up being longer, the ultimate badass and good person. You know, he badass. like he like kills himself. Yeah. He does. He um, does. He yeah. Takes the ring yep. off. Puts spoiler, it on. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. spoiler. Now, we're, if you're on this pod, if you're listening, you're going to get spoilers on the movie we're talking about. I mean, also, it's an old movie. But, so... but typically, we 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 do say spoilers when we're talking about other films that we're not talking about, like with the Friday the Thirteenth. Um, uh. We're gonna spoil the fuck yeah. out of this film, um, Mickey. I could totally see you playing this part at some point. You would be <laughs> fucking brilliant uh, in this part. Yeah, he would be like so Frank. good as Frank. It would be it would be a dream. It would be a dream <laughs> when they take this thing and put it on Broadway. I'm playing Frank. <laughs> <laughs> um, Freddie's girlfriend, I thought, was also a lot. She was. Oh a yeah, lot. Tina yeah. Beverly uh, Randolph. She's Beverly Randolph. Yeah. And what yeah. do you mean by a lot? Yeah. I mean, what do you mean by a lot? A lot. Uh, okay, okay. I think it okay. was a lot. I not. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Did you find her like annoying? I mean, 
A little bit. Okay. That's okay. A little bit. She was underwritten. But... She was very underwritten. Yeah. They could have they yeah. given her more than just being freaked out the whole time. She, I, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of, yeah. They, they kind of yeah. did. She was just kind of meant to be the character that was just like consoling well, Freddie the they whole did time. To and Tina, like a little bit of what they did it. to Barbara, right? Like a little bit. And not to, I don't want to mention too much in Night of Living Dead, but you know, but I see the cross women, over there. Right? They're crazy. Women are crazy. crazy. I see. They're either, they're either getting naked or supporting their man or being cry. quiet. Yeah. 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 Either, well, <laughs> either show your boobs, shut up, or cry you know and be upset and ask Speaking for of man's help asking for men's help and boobs uh chris <laughs> do 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 we want to talk yeah. a little bit about the, the complexity of dan o'bannon and his uh, reputation um i do know that tina um <laughs> he's, a, he's kind of a creep, creep. <laughs> uh, tina tina when she auditioned it was like a nighttime audition at his house and apparently there was pornography playing in the background and lot, he was mm-hmm. into guns and pornography. So there was like guns everywhere. Could you, oh, guns poor, the poor woman? And she, I remember in the, in some of the documentary things, she's just like, well, you know, and I was very cold all the time uh, because, you know, you have to be skinny when you're filming mm-hmm. and I was just freezing. And, you know, I'm sure Lin- Linnea Quigley was also freezing. Um, but he's, oh, a, he's yes. a complicated figure. He, I, I think he's, mm-hmm. uh, he he he's done some brilliant things. Um, I really like this film. Uh, but yeah, you, you there's also the 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 perv factor. Mm-hmm. Well, and then what Casey, the one yeah. uh, punk yeah. girl, girl shepherd, he was like a stripper. Yeah, yeah, she was a stripper that he cast. But hey, that's that's kind yeah, of a good thing. From visiting her strip club, she got a film career. She also didn't have a lot to do in that. Yeah. I yeah. thought she was pretty good, though. I liked her. I mean, also, it yeah. was so easy to be a creep back then, you know? So much yeah. easier. Yeah. Yeah. Also, did we ever figure out how these zombies die? They can't. Yeah, they, they don't. They, 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 no matter what you that's do. I mean, you, if you, if you, there's bur- no way. If you burn them to ash or uh, blow them up with a nuke, mm-hmm. essentially, they just turn into, like, gas yes. that yeah. gets absorbed into the clouds and then rain, yeah. and it just creates. It's, there's no, there's like, How did they contain well, it well, before? How they, did they contain guess, it with that? Yeah. You know, I think that was my thing when it was over. I was like, but how do they die? And it I'm not, I'm not going to do a bunch of science work for this thing. But if you can get a gas and make it a solid and then contain it, then you're OK. So it like it is it does, it's an element, right? So it does. It's like water. You can contain water, put it in a plastic bottle, freeze it. Mickey, please tell us what elements are. But but it's it's a chemical change <laughs> versus a physical change, Molly. Um <laughs> no, and and Mickey, Mickey, uh, Mickey is a military clients. man, uh-huh. so I think there are some tie-ins I mean, here. Look, uh, Mickey, I, I'm not saying that this has happened before. I'm not saying that this has happened before, but uh, <laughs> I mean, let's just say that opening credit. Let's just say the opening credits may not be a joke. <laughs> also, about all the uh, why is it? It always says Eastern time. Well, the Pacific Standard yeah. Time. It always lets us know that it's. Well, but it always spells it out. It always lets us know that it's Eastern Time. But except for the Colonels in uh, funny, uh, Pacific. 
to okay. show the time difference. Does it say that? Yeah, it does because does it show us that? Yeah, because yeah, okay. like when it All cuts right. to them, it's like four thirty Pacific mm -hmm. time. When okay. it's seven thirty, I just think that's funny. So then they because they make a big deal about it. You know, yeah. I guess the big deal is that it's Eastern time is so that you can know later that it's. Well, and it's also sure it's taking place. It helps kind of set. It, it's it's an efficient way of setting like how quickly this is happening, right? So like you don't have to sit there and, and think about the time period in which all this is happening, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand that. That's the one. The one hole. That's the one hole one in the whole hole. story was the time. And thank <laughs> speaking, God. Speaking of it. covering holes. Linnea Quigley had like a G string mm -hmm. thing that was like a bit like a Barbie. Yeah. Uh, I forget what they call it, huh. but uh, um, yeah, that covered her holes. Yeah. That covered her holes. I, I, I thought it's more than that. Yeah, though. Yeah, it, it, but it's it like didn't look I think she said it was a prosthetic that they put on her and that it was uh -huh. to not get the X rating. Okay, but like, doesn't that, I think that's so funny, right? Like the whole, like her character doesn't have a lot to do. The biggest thing is that she strips naked, yet they were afraid to her to be naked. So they made her mm -hmm. wear this like little like Barbie smoothening thing, prosthetic. Instead yeah, of just, just like, wear underwear. Well, why don't you just like, I know, leave your, yeah. just leave your underwear on. You know what I mean? Like, Wait, that's and then so she puts the dumb. shirt on and just leaves, she's just shirt cocking the whole time afterwards. Yep. Shirt bag. Yep. But there, there are two theories in there, right? There, there is the, there is the we want, to, we, yeah, we're going to put her through this for our own personal reasons, and then the other one is that they wanted to flirt so heavily uh -huh. with that line that it makes a Jeff go out and rent this and watch it to be like, dude, there's full frontal, you know? Yeah, but jokes on them because it's fake vag. Fake vag. And boys don't care. Um, teenage which, boys don't care. Most most men fake most men vag. prefer yeah, fake teenage vag. boys don't care. We don't want to deal with yeah. the whole thing. That's just it's a mess. Too um, much trouble. Self cleaning yeah. oven. Self cleaning oven. The whole thing. Um, what? Oh my god. Why are we going there? <laughs> Why are we going there? I, I was trying to be like, uh, like, like a solidarity with women. I don't know why that was my. Well, keep trying, babe. Thank keep you. Trying. Um, uh, Dan O'Bannon, the director commentary does say, um, he was like, I thought this movie would only appeal to men. So that's why I put the female full frontal nudity. But then when I went and I saw it, I saw that also there were a lot of women there to be fair. They were probably just the dates. I don't know, but they have no agency. <laughs> Everything about that whole statement. Uh-huh. Right? Uh -huh. uh, Says a lot about Dan O'Bannon. Yep. But uh, uh, he said, had I known women would have gone to the movie, I would have uh, advocated for full frontal male nudity as well. <laughs> so there's your progression. Oh, there's your progression. Because women followed love up by, the full oh, frontal women love male dicks. nudity. Um, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, they are lovely. Molly, I, I have a question for you. Um, uh, because I think, we, I, think we need, I think we need the sum of all women's opinion. Um, oh, God. Well, then ask me. I've got it. I think I'm going to be a better expert at this, Mickey, yeah, actually. I'm, it may, um, actually. This is a question for both of you. Um, okay. So, okay. so the character of Trash, which is Lene Quigley's character, they call her Trash. Um, <laughs> Very progressive. All the punks I've made. Is there not something, though, is there not something, though, that, that kind of, like, for a woman's, like, I like her spirit. I like her, like, her autonomy with her own body. And, like, I think she's kind of a badass. I don't know that it goes that deep. You don't deep, think she comes off as a badass? I don't think it goes that deep. They make her the the, the, the the zombie with, like, the most, like, features of, like, the red hair. No, I think it's a, I think it's a female character well, written by a man of uh -huh. what a man thinks a badass woman okay. might be. 
Well, I don't like your answer. So Michelangelo, can you take a try at that? Thank you. Um... <laughs> Molly, you're fired. Chris, you're fired. Uh... <laughs> well, I'll be leaving now. Hey, real quick, though. That's something, too, right? Like, so how is it that she can turn into a zombie? It, the, the, yeah, there's that's not the rules of the and, film, and, and like a such a different looking zombie from all the other right. zombies. There, I did, yeah. I did look into she that. She stayed like real cool looking. Yeah, I yeah. looked into some theories about like the triox trioxin. Yeah, trioxin two four five. It was supposed to like be an anti marijuana gas or something, and she was smoking yeah, it, and then she was say. nude, and she got covered in it, and like oh maybe that's God. why she. Def- <laughs> it's it's just, yeah, it doesn't hold up, but that's but that's but that's, that's not some what, work. No, again, I don't think like it. It's it, it's it, the, the, what I love about this movie is like I don't need to like the, the we don't need to like of dissect the logic of no. it. It like you, it, you either you either appreciate the humor and the nihilism. Uh, and the and and the vibe and the 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 yeah I don't think the... anything gets too deep in this film. It's all pretty mm-hmm. surface level. I stuff. do I do agree with that. And I, and I I walk into this movie like I would like a Gremlins too, right? I'm there for the fun. I'm there for you know all the the visual candy, the sexy Gremlins, the sexy Gremlins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that female sexy Gremlin. That sexy Gremlin <laughs> is based on Lene Quigley. No, I'm kidding. Is it really? No, no, I'm kidding. no, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I got really excited. I was going to buy the NECA release of the female gremlin. Oh, Molly. So go ahead, chime in. The men men are allowing you to speak specifically about sexy gremlins. I'm sorry, it's not my time, guys. Go ahead, continue. Oh, man. Mickey, as a military man. Sure. You look at the colonel. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It seems like uh, perhaps he is a prisoner in a palace. Yeah. Um, a very red palace. Wow. The very red. red. Right. Very red. Holy shit. They uh-huh. the uh, uh, in the director's commentary they talked about how they like this this they got this house and they did not have to do any set dressing or like every that's no. just the way that place Clearly. was. What? Yeah. 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 Oh my god! Red on red I mean, on red. Eighty four. Right. So yep. everything from the seventies. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Even the computer? That computer was there? The computer might have been dressing. <laughs> that computer looked fair. like dressing. Yes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't think that that computer is real. Yeah. No, we got the joke. We got the joke. A lovely ranch. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> lovely ranch in Santa Barbara with a computer that's a direct line to uh launch nuclear warheads. <laughs> it's on the market it's pretty, pretty cheap. cheap now. It's really popular in the eighties. Very niche. I can I can press a button on my iPhone and get a nuke here now. You know? Like have you do you watch Barry? I do watch Barry. Do you remember that? I finished Barry. And I don't Yes, yes. Okay. Spoiler for Barry. (laughs) But not really. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Don't fool around, guys. You're learning. This is a a Frank line. Um I love Frank and uh uh Freddie's relationship yeah, they're 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 a movie yeah, all themselves mm-hmm. uh, pre-zombie or post both uh both both <laughs> yeah yeah throughout I mean, the whole thing they're great and they show up in the sequel uh um uh they're in the sequel to trying to recapture that magic in the sequel um and they're I love how he slaps you, the tank have you, you know just gives it a good oh old yeah 
Mm. And the then, Corps of Army Engineers. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the sequel? I have. I've I've never seen I've any seen of I've seen the second any one good? and the third one. We'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> chill, Chris, chill. Wow, short, the short, That's for later. The, sh- the short answer is no. Um, they they <laughs> they they don't quite capture the magic this one has. Um, Colonel Glover, Colonel Glover. But Mickey, would you would you take that job? I mean, it seems like a pretty cush job. Here's here's the thing. I think that I would, because there are certain types of people that are like... I'm sorry, Molly. I'm sorry, Molly. There are certain types of people that want to have that responsibility of mm. something very dangerous. Why are you sorry? Because I have to be the wife now? You have, have to, to be the wife now, and she does not seem happy. <laughs> Gotta learn how to make yeah. uh, lamb chops. Um, but, <laughs> not doing it. But, um, not doing but yeah, it. I, would, I would totally take that job. I want to be the person that has that has the the codes or whatever, you know. I want to be that person they call at the eleventh hour with a nightmare on hand because I think that if you don't take those jobs, then you sometimes those end up in the hands of people with less level heads. They could end up in the hands of zombies. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send more paramedics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's great. I believe that is John Durbin as David Bond in the cast mm-hmm. list that I have. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Cool. Well, it's uh, from what I've read, though, that's redubbed. Oh, oh it could be, it could, it could be dubbed with audio. him. A little mm-hmm. ADR with him. Evidently, the, evidently the theatrical. Uh, audio is different than the future release. The mm-hmm. version we watched has got the, 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 the I think the new audio. Mm-hmm. This is, this brings up Tarman. Oh, Tarman uh, originally was pitched very high and then they made him a little lower to make him scarier. But I think the higher version in the VHS release is scarier. But Tarman, I gotta Classic. say, I would love to know your guys' opinion on Tar. He's on oh, the Mount awesome. Everest of zombies for me. Is, is Tarman the mm. the one the one in the container? Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I was gonna say you can't go to a horror con and not see Tarman everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's beloved. Tarman's awesome. Who you got though? Like in a fight, Tarman versus Bud. <laughs> oh, oh, oh in tough. a fight! In a fight! Straight up zombie. I think fight. okay. But here's it's a complicated thing here. This is a whole podcast. We, we, we may need to explain, but we, we need to explain Bud to Molly. Fair. Bud is the zombie in Day of the Dead, yep. and spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Um, he is like George Romero's character. He chooses uh, that's a zombie that is sort of like uh, Im- embodies the one. evolution of the zombie as it like the zombie can learn the zombie can think you know um it's not just this mindless thing we should be destroying maybe maybe like they deserve to inherit the world i don't yeah. know yeah. that's a whole other discussion but but is like a kind of like a sensitive intelligent creature Blue, and, yeah, yeah, bluish. Uh, he, was, he was on Seinfeld. Yeah, um, the actor who played Bud. Uh, yeah, he was. Um, and uh, Elaine's uh, ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of one of the many. Um, Bud can Bud can listen to a Walkman. Yeah. He can use a gun. 
but Tarman, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some thought into this. I think Tarman used to be an engineer. Mm, okay. Because second Tina runs in that closet, he's mm-hmm. got that winch yeah. ready to go to rip that door yeah, off. Yeah, he smart. knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Smarter than me. In 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 response to your question, Chris, who comes out on top, Tarman or Bud? I will say this. The Neanderthal was stronger, faster, had better weapons, was a better hunter. They they were better than than the than the Homo sapiens in many ways. Yet we came out on top. And one of the theories behind that is they look back and they see crude uh, instruments and pieces of art. So there's something that lends itself to the idea that the ability to create stories and talk about what it means to exist um, through the form of art, you know, paintings and music and stuff. There's something to that that leads to us being able to outsurpass somebody who should be able to, like, you know, put us into submission. Like physically. Um, yeah, physically. So that's kind of how I see the tar man and the and, and bud. So that's kind of like my answer to it is like it's it, it is complicated, but like I like you know, but that said what what a what a thoughtful I know. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> no. it's like I it's like in my mind, Chris was asking like in an octagon match. Like, like, like it's like just on, like, you know, it was on, but you're uh, like, ESPN, you're like, like a UFC fight. Uh, yeah. Ex- yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, ex- yeah. existential. Right. Yeah, existential, yeah. like like they have to survive and, and, it, and constantly be fighting at each other. The the duality of the two types. The uh, But they don't exist in the same I universe. So it's that. it's it's like, you know, it's I, I don't know, but like in, in the world of this where the zombie the zombie rules are this right i mean the humans are definitely gone there's no like the the world just gets overrun Mm -hmm. it's impossible it's impossible oh yeah that was uh quite the dissertation answer to that very fun question i had thanks for (laughs) shitting on that (laughs) he has a talk at moma next week about this very thing (laughs) I write poetry, my friend. You know, this is uh... <laughs> about I'm only about Bud and Tarman and, and Linnea Quigley's <laughs> dance. And Linnea Quigley's naked dance. Uh, did you guys did you guys know about the fake uh, eye chart in the back of? Oh, was the, that fake? Uh, Uneda Medical I Supply. I did see the eye chart, but yeah. why, well, explain that to me. Okay, so I caught this actually on the rewatch, and I started to type into Google, and it like finished it for me. I was like, oh, thanks. But it's a, a fake eye chart that says uh, Bert is a slave driver and a cheap son of a bitch who's going bald too. Ha ha. <laughs> that's fun. Which that is hilarious. That, that that's is the great. That's a the real medical f- supply name is pretty great. Yes. Yeah. You need a. You yeah, that's us. that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you, did anyone catch the uh, sign on the soda machine? No. It it no, says caution, one. caustic soda. So, and caustic means uh, two things, kind of like the ability to burn or corrode organic tissue by chemical mm-hmm. action or sarcastic in scathing in a bitter way. And I thought that was, you know, um, 
<laughs> yes. Little, little, uh... <laughs> and, uh, and then me and my other friends talk about them in bed. Uh, I do, <laughs> I do enjoy the scenes that are uh, they. Uh, Mickey will understand what this means, but the speed of life dialogue, where uh, yes. things are overlapping, kind of like a Robert R. Altman film or like a Lanford Wilson mm -hmm. play. Um, that's yeah. where I think you get some like really great performances when like uh, the young people are all together. You know what I mean, like in the car. Mm -hmm. um, Talking over each other, kind like, of like, like on, a lot of, like a lot of things are happening. Yeah, kind, yeah, like like yeah, kind of like on this. Sorry, what? Pod? Huh? Cast? What'd you say? <laughs> so natural. <laughs> I was letting you get it all the way out before I said anything. Uh huh. Well, that would defeat the perfect <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> oh, God, you need yeah. to That's the in it though. <laughs> Yeah, try that again, Mick. Yeah. Michelangelo. I'm not talking for the rest of this podcast. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um That'll never last, by the way. That yeah. that is that is one of those things that, that is such an empty <laughs> promise. <laughs> that is so <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Ask a question about Tarman. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like so weird, like about that Tarman. I mean, I don't think he represents anything at all. Speaking of things that represent <laughs> things, Chris. Chris is really going to be able to dig on dig in on this, and this is a reference to a movie I would like to talk about on this podcast. But Chris, that navy bandana that's tied to Freddie's left leg to his shin—what do you think that? think that represents? For those of you, it has nothing to do. This has nothing to do with cruising. This is William Friedkin, Al Pacino from the '80s film. You can't you can't make everything about cruising. <laughs> everything is about cruising. Everything. <laughs> that's a deep cut. We'll get, we're gonna get to cruising at some point. I think that's kind of a horror, <laughs> offshoot horror that's... genre. Is 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 that movie? Is that that's a controversial movie? Oh, very much today. so when it came very, out. Very no, much so. I think yes. less so now. Uh but, but, but less it was a... so now. Okay. What, Chris? Well, it's a very horrible stereotype. Yes, I kind of agree. LGBTQ people. I, I, so but, 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 it's, but it's also it's a very specific story. Okay, we're not going to get into this. Molly, let me know your I, thoughts. I have on no cruising. idea. I'm, I'm <laughs> looking it up. I don't even know. You don't what know it about is. the William freaking Al Pacino uh, uh, homoerotic thriller? No. Cruising? No, so I weird. Do not. He, he cruises from. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. Let, okay, we're not getting into that. Yeah. Um, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. yeah. Back to this film. You had to shoehorn that. To. In. I had to shoehorn it in. Um, do 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 I do I have any favorite? We, we haven't done this in a while, Michelangelo. But do we have any favorite like deaths, kills, or just Ooh. like Ooh. scenes of of something like that? Do we, does anybody have anything like that mm. from this film? Well, the only deaths are really the humans. Oh, there's so many. You know, I I have one scene that I just always yeah. tickles me. Oh, that sounds cute. Uh -huh. <laughs> said oh, that sounds cute what is it yeah it just it tickles me it's the scene with Lene quigley when she's dancing oh. it tickles me uh -huh. yeah. yep. Yep. there we go <laughs> i made it real and cute we're back to no, I'm, when the paramedics show up the first time and they get out of the vehicle and all every <laughs> the zombies just like run full Wait, speed and go get them the yeah second, the, second, yes. the second time yeah it's the second right. time it's yeah, yeah the I, second time that, it makes me laugh me yeah. too oh. that tied with the police too because the police do the same thing like they show up and yeah. they like pull their guns and just like 
You're like, oh, don't move or I'll shoot your fucking brains, brains out. Yeah, <laughs> and their brains. Mm. I uh, it's shot so perfectly because it's shot on like on, on a kind of like a wide shot, mm-hmm. and it doesn't like cut. It just kind of establishes, and they all run in. They get so them quick. and it's over. They're like so, so quick. It's so anticlimactic mm-hmm. that it's 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 a really good comedic beat for me. I, I love that. What were you gonna say, Chris? Oh, I was just gonna say like to that same line too. Like I like suicide, like yeah. running, just like head first right into Tar Man, <laughs> and just because you think that he's gonna be this like bruiser that could like really help everyone out, and then he just goes. Oh down yeah, so, so fast. Um, and then hey, I mean, I gotta say, you know, Frank had the. Oh yeah. He had the uh, the heart he had that moment. Yeah, a noble but, death. But, a noble but death. Not, but is it really noble? Because then it's yeah. just gonna rain. No, it's just gonna rain more stuff and make more. Yeah, but he people. doesn't know that. He do- yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't know, that. know that. He doesn't understand. More liquid death. Yeah, oh, liquid death. True, liquid but... Oh shit, Molly. Oh, are wow, you okay? Molly. Are you okay? No. Are you good. Um, where did that? Where did that come from? What? Is liquid death from Louisville, Kentucky? <gasps> oh my god, it is. <laughs> It's from the groundwater oh, in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, no. I found it in these containers. They were sealed you... up. Oh, no. And I was like, Is oh, there... I'm so thirsty. Found them in the basement of this place in a secret door. Locked away in a container. Oh, I'm so thirsty. If only I had something. And then I banged on the side. And outshot a can of liquid death. And I was like, crack that thing open. I'm going to slug it down. And that's all. Does it have a phone number yeah. on the side? Guess call it? Let's not call Let's save that for last. Let's not call The it. last thing yeah. we will do oh, okay. is call that number. Real quick. So that's something I kind of wonder about. Like, do you think if they had called the army right off the bat that they wouldn't have you know, bomb them and kill them. But because of the fact, I think there would, I think they would have bombed them. And I think the movie yeah. would have been really short. <laughs> that was the short, but they, the five minute short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think so. I think that's the solution they were at at that point. I think they would have, I don't know what they would have done. They probably would have murdered everybody um, is the vibe I got, but um, it's, they're a little ignorant <clears throat> as to, um, like the containment and the spread. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say by bombing it, they really just made it worse. Yeah. Cause now there's more dead people, more stuff in the air. And then it rains again. Liquid death. Liquid death. <laughs> um, what did we all think of the yellow man? It's the yellow man. Mo- Molly, Wait, the, who's the yellow, yellow man? man's the cadaver in the fridge that the, ne- the oh, naked. Why yeah. is he called yellow man? That's what his name. Because he's yellow. Is that? Oh, weird. This this kind of opens up a door to something I want to talk about, which is originally the special effects was under someone else. We won't say their name, but they were, they were fired. And there are some images online of the yellow man before the new person came on. He um, was yellow. And you can you if you're looking for it, once you know that there's this terrible headless special effect in the film, they cut around it brilliantly. You you don't notice it. 
I'm assuming because uh, Molly, Mickey, do you know what I'm talking about at all? No, but I feel like it's going to really disappoint uh, me. That's okay. Uh, Chris, do you want to explain this a little bit? About what, the failed special effects guy that they fired and brought in someone new? That whole thing? Yeah, just basically. Yeah. And, and, then and, 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 and the, you, yeah, there's, you, can, you can look up photos to the original yellow man, and then like it's him kind of running in the uh, foreground whenever he's running kind of headless, right? Yeah, whenever he's headless. And yeah. it looks ridiculous. It's it looks bad. like a high school mascot almost like with like a foam it's really bad yeah it's okay. it's hilarious it's you know it's to be fair i've never made to a headless fair, no? a headless man to be fair uh it's a very hard thing to do how do you know you've never done it um yeah you're right i i never have i, I don't yeah. know how do simple. you know how do you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's it's a, it's a movie special effects. So I'm sure it's very simple and easy <laughs> and no well, problem. But, but 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 with that being said, I, I do want to say like if you're gonna have the bad special effects, having it in the first act and then mm -hmm. only getting better throughout, yeah, because is then the you way forget about it. Because that spinal cord yes. that flaps around on that table is pretty oh, nice. That is amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, uh, Cherry Davis. Uh, did the voice of the female torso zombie where we get the I, I love it the pain. it's like it kind of feeds a little bit into the Nazi theory right Um, of Ernie being a Nazi because he's like no, no 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 I want to I want to like question this I want to I want to I, I, I want scientific research on what this is oh see I thought that was just mm -hmm. smart well it's also <laughs> smart oh did you hear that uh, there, there might be a Nazi scientist, but you're a scientist. Listener? Michelangelo says all Nazis are smart. Uh, shut you. up. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta go. <laughs> Trigger warning. Oh, nobody will ever listen again. Except for Nazis. <laughs> they, they won't stop listening. Could be a, I'm not going to say it. Um, uh, I was gonna I, <laughs> I tear you off? <laughs> like I will say that that I will say that we we started this series with a film about Nazis. Yeah. Then we went yeah. to then, uh, then we went to incels, <laughs> and now we we're right we're back, back to Nazis. Nazis. We're back to Nazis. They never left. <laughs> this has been an interesting. Um, this has been an interesting series. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. So Ernie, <laughs> he eventually decides to help out. Um, uh, Bert and Frank and Freddie, right? Which, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Clue, uh, Gulgar, Gulgar, uh, brilliant in this. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, um, and he's like, Well, you're gonna owe mm -hmm. me a favor. This is your this guy owes a Nazi a favor, and the way he says it, it seems like there's some nefarious uh, intentions to the favor. That uh, Bert is going to owe Ernie. Mm. Did you guys get pick up on that at mm. all? So no. you know, there's some stuff out there that you can find that, again, it's some fans like jumping to a lot of conclusions, but that there's maybe a bit of a homoerotic relationship between Bert and Ernie, and not Sesame Street Bert and Ernie, but this Bert and Ernie. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> think of that. Really? You is. know what? I gotta say that that's probably spot on with all the other little yeah. little mm -hmm. things they throw in this movie. They do bath time <laughs> together. Rubber ducky. Yeah. 
<laughs> you need his top seller. I like how they let Ernie, uh, Mickey, you and I said this when we were watching, they let him take the time to cut that pant leg oh, off. That's <laughs> just like yeah. watching him cut that pant leg off. <laughs> There's a lot of improv uh, improvisation and like uh, um, uh, uh, just stuff that actors brought to the part. And like, that just seems like one of those things where it was like, he, he, he did that. That wasn't written. It got yeah. ripped, and he was like, "I'm not. This guy wouldn't yeah. walk around with a ripped pant and leg. Then, he would just cut it off." And that's yeah. that's gotta be that that's gotta be one take because this was made on a very small budget, and I, I I don't think they probably had a lot of like like jogging so, suits for him mm -hmm. to do that. So I, I have a feeling there are a lot of takes that are one takes. I could be wrong about that. Also, but. his outfit, like he was kind of rocking like. He was yeah. very colorful. Blue balances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would and wear those that today. I would wear that today. Orange, little orange foam. So Molly also supports Nazis. That's what I'm hearing right now. Uh, excuse <laughs> no, me. No, no, she supports style. Just the fit. Just the fit. But we've established only you are the one. Well, I think <laughs> that the, the world kind of supports like the style of the Nazis. We, we Hugo Boss, BMW, uh, uh, um, okay. BMW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hugo <laughs> Boss still around? Yeah. Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that left uh, in the early two thousands. Mm. No. Okay. It's it's making its it's making its way back, Molly. It is. Oh, Never I don't know that. I don't. I don't quote that. Don't quote that. Quote. Um, quote it. Guys, I have to pee. Same. Uh, we're going to take a brains break. Hello, Jerry. Hello. Hello. I love to eat your brains. <laughs> I love to pick your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, the funniest of all the basement dwellers. <laughs> Of all the females in the room. Of all the females that we've... Of all the females currently in the room. Currently in the basement. It's tough to get females down here. Mm -hmm. It's the smell. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> I was trying to get girls down here all night. Uh, it's my special basement in the video store. I said, I said uh, we're going to watch Return of the Living Dead. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk about who's going to win in a fight. Tarman <laughs> And how awesome um, is Linnea Quigley's booze? Um, I think I have to go. Uh, is there um, anything yeah. else we want to touch on before we we kind of close up on yeah, this? Let's. Uh, I have a suggestion. Let's go around the horn, and if you have anything that we didn't touch on that you were really hoping to talk about, I think I think we we should just allow that. So maybe uh, start with Chris. Okay, so I got a couple things. One, so Ernie, whenever he's working on the corpse, when you're first introduced into him, he talks about that whole thing about like if you flex the muscles, you can break up the rigor mortis, right? So can we hypothesize that if Ernie had the ability to come up with maybe a good yoga routine for the zombies, that they would not be so into brains, it would not be into so much pain because they'd be break up their rigor mortis. Possibly bicker right. yoga, maybe some bicker oh. yoga because then they stay hot warm. yoga. Yeah. Some hot I also yoga, wondered yeah. if that was going to come mm -hmm. into play at all with Freddie when he like. It does a little bit. It does. I mean, I guess he's just like, oh, this is what's happening. Yeah. That's why he can't move. That's why it's more. painful. But I hear I you. I hear you. More. 
And then one other thing I just kind of wanted to call out that I think is interesting is like, so this was shot in 84, right? Comes out in 95, uh, 85. Uh, so in 84, <clears throat> don't know if you guys know about the Bhopal disaster that happened in India, but it was a gas leak that uh, pretty much like an American company, Union Carbide, that was a chemical company, did a horrible job, terrible safety precautions, terrible training, yes. killed thousands of people injured hundreds of thousands uh so it's kind of interesting the line that uh frank has about calling it darrow chemical mm -hmm. which is probably a play on dow chemical that created uh agent orange in vietnam mm. and then dow chemical buys mm. union carbide in like 2000 so just kind of a weird like real life kind of having a mimicking to this very fantastical zombie film how do yeah. you know <laughs> all of these things I'm, uh, and and how Holy the, shit. Yeah, and how that ties into the 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 conspiracy of like where do all these like pristine skeletons come yeah. from with all the In yeah that whole line yep yeah uh, but not only everybody is this a podcast about movies but it's a fucking history lesson Mm-hmm. That's true. We are film historians, knew. Mickey. I mean, that's what we said. We said it's debatable. Okay, continue. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm much smarter after leaving this. I'm a much I definitely recommend lady. reading up about Bhopal. It's an interesting just yeah. Story. Yes. Oh, that's fair. Okay. It's just a classic American story of an American company fucking up another country and then not really doing anything about it. Yeah, there's a lot of those stories. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, there's a ton. <laughs> Uh, do you know about Brian Peck who plays Scuzz? How he's a pedophile, just fucked up. Oh uh, no! Damn it! What a Scuzz! Uh -huh. Really? What a scuzz. That sucks. Oh, yeah, he was. Uh, that's that's terrible. There's also some pedophilia related, I think, to the director of the second Richard really? Living Dead. But I could be uh, wrong about that. I apologize. I know again, there's something so there. So easy yeah. to be a creep back then, yeah? wasn't it? Oh mm. yeah, yeah. The good Prime old, the good old days, days right? <laughs> I, I will plug it again. In Search of Darkness, go listen to Lynette Quigley talk about working in the eighties. It's it actually sheds a lot of light on that, and she talks about how she would work with these guys that were sleazeballs, and then never work with them again because she figured out how to navigate this career and be that person, and it's really fascinating. Also, Mickey, I got to send you. Um, there is this great uh, uh, some, some some sort of convention, and it's an interview with Linnea Quigley, Barbara Crampton, and your favorite D. Wallace. Uh, and they 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 talk about their experiences as women working within the genre and outside of the genre at that time. Uh, but anyways, Chris, what else you got? Oh, just shout out to uh, one of my favorite. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever watched Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Uh, of course, I, I watch them every year, all of but them. But the second season or third season, they do a zombie one that riffs on the brain zombie from Return of the Living Dead pretty hard. And the whole joke is like two zombies, they're going brains and Homer throws himself in front of the family and they grab him and they start tapping, they start tapping <laughs> his skull and like smelling his ear. And then yeah. they shove him aside and go brains, 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 like that. Like all mad. Yeah, it's just a great joke yeah. that had a... Uh, Anyway, I always think of these two things together. Yeah. <laughs> I got to come back from pedophilia with a Simpsons joke. <laughs> oh, my God. And then right back to the pedophilia. Right it was working. All right, that's all I got. Ruined. 
Molly? Hi. Um, I don't have a lot to add except for I have figured out what my Halloween costume is going to be. Oh, what? Oh, you're going to go with naked trash? <laughs> did you say, yeah. did you say <laughs> naked trash? Were you so excited? You they say yeah. naked. Yeah. They say it weird. They, yeah. Just, Molly was, I, yeah. They, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if you adopted it from no. him. Okay. Are okay. you kidding me? Do not put me in that circle. Michelangelo, do not put me in that. No. I'm sorry. I am actually offended. Uh, Mickey and his mother are the two people on the planet that <laughs> <laughs> Mickey and his mother, the two people who dance naked on tombstones oh and graveyards. I will argue mom. that that's the way you're supposed to say it, and nobody else says it that way, and it is not the way. It's not, not the way. It is, it is not I'm the way. I'm all fired up. Yeah. So what's your, what, what, what's your Halloween costume going to be? Uh, naked <laughs> trash. Oh, it was. Okay. Now, is this zombie, yes, zombie yeah. naked trash, or is this pre-zombie naked trash? Are we doing a prosthetic or are we doing blue paint? No, I haven't gotten that far yet. It's just going to be a surprise. Or maybe it or maybe it, it it progresses through the night. Yeah, I think that is where I was going to go with it, but you know, I haven't thought that that much okay. on it just yet. Listeners, you know. tune in. We're going to have a live episode on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the first time we ever get more than 10 people. <laughs> It'll be the first video podcast we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> the big reveal. Mickey. So Lene Quigley. Um <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no, uh he's did not. You, did you guys okay? Did you guys you know the you notice the jacket that Freddie wears? Yes. I don't that yeah. It's it's a it says fuck mm-hmm. you on it. No. What? I miss so many little what? details. You missed it was the your jacket? first time wa- it was your first time yeah. watching it. I didn't catch any of these things the first Same. time well, I watched the, it. The, 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 the back of the jacket says fuck you on it. And and it's kind of like a funny tidbit. Uh for the television version of it, because they had to do it, they they made the words just television version. Yes, <clears throat> that is that is very oh, funny. Yeah. yeah. I do appreciate those little things. Like you know. Well, I also think it's also like just right in line with them being punks and just like a jacket mm-hmm. says fuck you. The fact the movie is like that is such a hard thing to, to make a television version of when you have to like remove a character's costume that says fuck you on it. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's great that you said television version. Also, I think it's awesome. Um, and then the other thing was was the coda. I guess it's not really a coda. It's just a full credit. But but what do you guys think of that? Wait, I can't remember it. <laughs> watched it like two days ago well, it's it's like almost like a repeat of the whole film oh yeah oh yeah. it goes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i enjoyed that do you like it okay uh i think i think it kind of hate it. It, i appreciate i appreciate a coda regardless like put something in there and, and something Besides, as as dark it. as and bleak as re- the reality of what really is going on in the story i appreciate it because it kind of takes me out of like that terrible ending and, and what I mean by terrible is how bleak and nihilistic it is because it's a fucking game over, man. Um, it yeah, takes me out of that. And like, and I, get like so, I get yeah, some highlights. Yeah. I get some high, like, oh, these are all the nice mm-hmm. moments from the movie. And it was just the fucking movie. Just it's movie. not actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's my opinion yeah. on it. Now, yeah. uh, Chris, did, yeah. did, did you have something? Oh, I was just going to say that's something that we haven't talked about. But like, I hate the fact that like the last couple scenes at the end of the film are just recycled shots. 
Yeah. I hate that. Oh, I know. I did hate that too. Oh, actually. that that is yeah. yeah. The recycled shots. Was I did like, hate that. Yeah. They were like, I don't know what the fuck you put here. Well, no, we've but, already no, used no, it. I don't care. I, Go ahead. I, I think that's I think that's a result of like their budget in the studio and like yeah. they just you know you know yeah they didn't have time to reshoot anything they had to reshoot. I'm going to give credit to the the filmmakers and say that 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 probably wasn't in the original cut because they thought that we were smart enough to understand the the prospect that was going to happen and then a producer somewhere said no rerun that whole section so we have to yeah yeah People need to exposition know. Yeah. exposition oh, exposition yeah. and it's like yeah ugh. but how do i know that that's how are people gonna know because people yeah, are because they just said they're, they're, they're hour and a half film about this yeah yeah well we go through this a lot with work stuff that there is kind of a reference to like jfk a little bit in this at the end uh i mm -hmm. i feel with like well you know the president's going to be in mm -hmm. louisville mm -hmm. right and the amount of work that goes into securing a president's appearance mm -hmm. and like not the bureaucratic system of the government of like not wanting to like have all that work go to waste and like no matter what even if we know like the conspiracy theories of like even if we know like the like we knew about 9-11 we knew jfk was going to be like there were threats against him and like he you know he shouldn't have gone to texas and they knew all, all of that conspiracy theory stuff of like uh, uh, uh you, you know, just like, well, the president's still going to show up in Louisville, even though this horrible thing has happened, because like, you know, we scheduled him to be there and it's very difficult mm -hmm. to make the schedule. You know, there's so many people involved in this that it's like, well, we don't want to have to deal with all this. So, like, let's just put the leader of the free world in this in the stew, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, in the stew. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah. Mm. Which speaking of Louisville, again, in the beginning, they did say. Weren't the the barrels supposed to be sent to Pittsburgh, but then got sent to Louisville instead? I, is that right? Mm. Is that yeah? Yeah, there's another mention. Yeah, there is a mention of Pittsburgh in the beginning. I thought that was where it happened, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that's where they came from, or maybe they came was, from Pittsburgh. I don't they, remember. They mentioned it being mm -hmm. from the Pittsburgh event. Yeah, but I but he also says like, but they got sent here instead, or something mm. like that. I don't know. Anyway, but there was another. That yeah, was the did, other. How did Pittsburgh. they end up at a medical facility yeah. like that? <clears throat> that's and, and yeah. the why, incompetence why of our sit on it too <laughs> <laughs> i know and then the, and then they're just like oh well i guess yeah. we'll keep them yeah just put them in the basement we'll put them down here i found no big deal. a frank's Fine. performance very believable and when when it comes to like like the, <laughs> the, the story the story aspect of uh of like we got these dead bodies downstairs oh, yeah, and like his his, his yeah, like his yeah, like yeah. The sort of like I don't know if you guys have ever worked a job oh, yeah. where you where like you're working with somebody a little Work bit older job. than you sure. mm -hmm. and they like check out this weird you believe shit, everything right? they say. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're so naive mm -hmm. at the time because you're mm -hmm. you know, yeah. It's... And Freddie was, he was given that look what, like what? Frank? What? Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, James Karen's uh um who was uh, wonderful and would show up on set when he wasn't even scheduled to work just to raise the spirits of everybody. Um, uh, he, nice. he found it, uh, you know, th they had like a week of rehearsal before they shot, which was a luxury, especially for such a low budget film. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, it was so easy to mess with Tom Matthews, uh, Freddie's character, because he was such nice. a instinctual, uh, quote unquote, method actor that uh he just took everything so seriously so every time he made a joke it, it just reminded me of like me as a young man 
you know, of like, I was just so serious and like, I, I, I could, I, I could see myself as, and as of, Freddie. of you guys like 30 minutes ago and Mickey was, what was Mickey saying? And you guys were like, what? No uh, way. Linnea quickly being the inspiration for the sexy grim one. Yeah, that's it. The one. Yeah. That was true though, right? <laughs> that was it, is, it is now it is now canon. It is now canon. real. It is now, I put this in the world. I have a costume for Allie cool. for Halloween. Sexy gremlin? Ooh. Gremlins Sexy too. Gremlin. Is she gonna be the gremlin and I'm gonna be the zombie? Yeah. Sexy gremlin when they equip. And Chris Wow, we're gonna look great together. Chris, you're gonna you you you're gonna be uh D Wallace and Cujo. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be. I'll cut it up in your lap. And and Mickey, you're gonna be Cujo. Oh, yeah. Oh hell yeah. I'm gonna tie down your tail. Um. Anyways, your Mickey can be a paramedic. I gotta say, one of the great things about the arts is that you can take like a shitty job from years ago and you could be celebrated for it. Cause I mean, uh, Chris, uh, do people come to you and be like that latte you made in 2006 was the greatest thing of my life. And we're going to have a convention and you're going to sign a bunch of, mm. uh, coffee cups yeah. about that latte you made. Oh uh, yeah. All the time. That happened to you all the time. So that's Seems the, about right. That's this kind of great about the arts is like there's something like this that was like this like nothing movie that turned into be you know it turned out to be this like cult favorite and like uh, all of these people who were just like taking a job mm-hmm. you know like uh, uh um uh a Bert you know Clue he, he you know he's like ah oh, man I gotta take these bullshit jobs you know this is the this is the twilight of my career I can't you know and then you have all these new people who are like well I'm gonna do this job because it's like I gotta build my resume and it turns out to be this like thing that be- is beloved by millions and millions of people it's 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 just, uh, it's it's wonderful and 38 years later you're mm-hmm. sitting around yeah. talking about it right yeah mm-hmm. planning planning nights of friends around a film that that at the time was going to be in like the bat like the 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 bin of like cheap movies or like the uh oh yeah you know like the back aisle like yeah maybe someone will watch it but now it's like people plan events movies have showings uh these actors show up at horror cons yeah just like what you're saying it's incredible it's a classic it's 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 up there in the pantheon of my favorite uh, zombie films um uh, other than that, like I gotta say, I love the neon credits mm-hmm, at the mm-hmm. end. It's not often that you get to see uh, um, credits that are a little different, and I prefer the sequels. If I'm being quite honest, which would be funnier if any of you had seen <laughs> the sequels. I was like, I, I knew, I knew uh, that was bullshit right out of the gate. Right out of the gate, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. they get the the you know it's uh, they get progressively mm-hmm. worse. Unfortunately, I know, uh, there's um, like a third or fourth one's called like Rave to the Grave, which is really funny. I think that's the fourth or it, fifth one, maybe. It's a really funny name. It's a great that's name. Pre- that's it's a pretty great, great name, though. Rave, Rave to the Grave. Is it like a party? It's like a party the whole time until well, you die. I mean, it's more of a rave. Do we think that this belongs in the section? And whom do we recommend this film to? I'm going to start out. With Mickey, 
I'm going to go to Chris. Then I'm going to go to Molly. And then we're going to finish with me. Shit. So everyone knows oh, they're, 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 so that you really work Line it up. out. I know some people get taken off guard, right? Uh, and I extended this explanation so that Mickey can, really can center himself. Um, um, and not talk about Linnea Quigley <laughs> for 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, so I'll start by saying, yes, it belongs in the section. The punky bruiser bloodbath. Bloodbath. Uh, absolutely belongs in the section. Um, as far as who I recommend this to. I am going to say that... If you are looking to upgrade yourself from killer clowns from outer space, if you're like, I like that. That was kind of fun and cool. And this movie is, is right in, right in line with that. This is, um, it's B movie esque, but it also knows kind of how it's operating in the, in the, you know, uh, subversive slash comedic over the top way that it handles itself. It's, 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 it's definitely, I'm going to go back to what Molly said. This is a great watch with friends. Like this is a movie you can put on with like five or six people, and it's a freaking fun night. So, so uh, I don't think that's where I stand. This is a you know this movie is a party. This movie is a rave. The you know, get your best friends together and pop this bad boy on for a fun Friday night. Chris, um, <clears throat> obviously, anyone who hasn't seen it that is any sort of a zombie film fan would have to see this because of where it kind of stands within the pantheon of that. Um, also, I think anyone who just really wants a fun 80s horror film experience or just 80s film experience, uh, this would be good. I was kind of thinking about when I was rewatching it this time, how a really fun like double feature would be like this and then like Repo Man. That's got like (laughs) really over the top, like especially like, you know, the the picture of like what a punk was in like these 80s films. Mm -hmm. Um, just also too, I how much like we kind of talked about earlier a little bit, but like how much this and day of the dead plays off of each other so well too, considering how lighthearted and fun this is, you know, most of the way, but at the same time though, when you really think about how dire it is, as opposed to day plays mostly dire. And then at the end actually kind of has that, like everything's going to kind of work out, you know, they kind of both mirror each other really well. Um, so I would just say kind of along those lines also to real quick, shout out the soundtrack to this film bangs. T.S.O.L., The Cramps. Yes. Surf Punk surf, stuff, surf, yeah. Yeah, Surf yeah. Dead. That song's awesome. That's, that's what I said. We were watching, I was like, um, I feel like this belongs in a surf movie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's it was, it, it's what kept the, it really... The music changes it all together. Well, yeah. but you talk about like, you know, set dressing and, and, and set design and like, you know, things like that. But but this movie also, a, a big part of the mood tempo is the is the music. And mm-hmm. it really would not be the same film without that amazing score. Absolutely. Yeah. Or should from I say origin- soundtrack. Yeah. Well, soundtrack. And I mean, the original, the theme to the return of the living dead. Mm-hmm. The, I oh, think it's I love two it. or three. Great. Yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. So no, good. It's just, it's a great soundtrack. And to your point, yeah, the musical cues are fantastic. Even, I mean, I know it's been talked to this, but Linnea Quigley's the song that plays over a strip. Sorry, who? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. She's a woman in the film. You would know her. Uh, the, fact that, the fact they use that song uh, when she strips and then they use the song again, slowed down whenever she comes out as a zombie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really mm-hmm. nice touch. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Molly. Hi. Yeah, it's me. Um, 
I think it's a good, well, Mickey kind of stole what I said at the beginning and I kind of said this at the beginning already, but I think it's a really good group watch. Um, we have a thing where we get a group of, or get a few friends together once a month or so and uh, watch old B-movie-ish-esque horror films. And I, as we were watching this, I was like, okay, this is going to be our next one. Because it's just fun when you can, um, it's a good, it's a light watch. So you don't have to think too hard with your brains. And um, you can just kind of <laughs> sit and laugh and talk through it. And nobody's going to get pissed be, off. Be tantalized. Like, you could be tantalized. Yes. Um, sure. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's who I think it's good for. So maybe the, it's like a light horror that you don't have to think too hard about and is not you know it's not too heavy it's just fun and um yeah sure sounds like it belongs in the section great um i uh i agree with everything you guys said i think it totally belongs in the section and like this is the only thing to add to what you guys said as far as who i recommend this to if you're coming into the store you gotta see this movie you know, you, you got to see it. And I, you know, I do think it's it's definitely a fun group watch, but I don't think you'd be disappointed if you saw it by yourself, especially if you watch it with Joe mm, Bob. Yeah. All right. This is this, this is a great horror host film. Also, I, I, I need to add if also if you're somebody that does like a little boob and badge sprinkled into your horror, films horror, horror film people do not like boobs and yeah. badge they don't yeah this is not really not, the crowd it's not the crowd for boobs and badge um really really faux pas molly <laughs> i mean yeah sorry guys I'll shut my mouth <laughs> You also get you also uh, wow. get you, you, well, real quick, you. But just to make it very clear, you also get Yellow Man, but yeah, yeah. You get, um, I'm just saying, there's, there's it's not it's not all just like boobs and you, know, you got a lot of back shots good, of Freddy. Oh, you tons, you yeah. Sprinkle, just oh, the, a sprinkle. Uh, it's a dusting. Mm -hmm. Armpit. You get you get some bare leg, Ernie's bare leg. Mm, you do, yeah. and that is a nice chin. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You get some cruising references. <laughs> there's not you know? any cruising. There's not every film has a cruising reference there's in it. Definitely cruising references. <laughs> this is going to be a new podcast, uh, the return slot of cruising. Uh -huh. um, I got to say, thank you, Molly. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Mickey. Thank you, listener, for joining us for our season two finale. Um, we love you. We will be back. Bye-bye. Yeah, we will. Very soon. Baby. Bye -bye. Um, we'll be we'll be back. We're gonna take a little summer break. We'll be back in August. We might we have some stuff in the back burner oh, we yeah. might release in between, but we'll we'll be back in August and we're gonna lead right into Halloween <laughs> after this. We're coming we're coming back strong with some interesting stuff. Maybe, maybe cruise, cruising. Maybe 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 a maybe three, some a three episode stint on cruising. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to figure out what all the cruising. Maybe means. like this is just going to be a cruising podcast. Yeah. We'll see, or we'll come back with some vampires and then we'll lead into Halloween. And we'll you know maybe some vampire Romero film and into my costume reveal. 
Yes, and we'll definitely be posting lots of Molly's costume uh, uh, for Halloween. Um, so subscribe to our uh, Patreon at that point because we'll definitely be a Patreon at that point. You got to pay to see Molly. That's, and that's, an, only, that's yeah, an only fans. fans. That's an only that's fans. A, oh, that's, that's what an, what an only fans, fans is. is. Yeah. Okay, it finally it came full I circle. Get it. Yep. I get it. Okay, so I'll be setting up a cruising only fans. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you, Molly. Thank you, thank Chris. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank Brains, you, the pain. Yeah, I, I, got, I gotta go now because <laughs> I'm getting hungry for some Mickey, what's your favorite topping on pizza? Brains. <laughs> <laughs>